0: Yeah, the key to overcoming adversity is to get present and focus on the process. So so many of us like to think about what we need to do and all the work to get there and how to get back up after we get knocked down, but it's really about just doing the, the daily chores in baseball. Like for baseball, it was hitting off the batting tee, but doing those little things and focusing on that and letting the results take care of themselves.
1: Welcome to Through the Tuttle, a Game Change Productions podcast that dives into sports and the life lessons that can be learned from them. The podcast is inspired by the book of the same name, written by Game Change co-founders Paul McDonald and yours truly, Jack Barrage. On the show today, Paul and I are joined by former Major League Baseball all-star Sean Green. We discuss Sean's mindset on the day he hit four home runs in a single game against the Milwaukee Brewers. What made that epic game even more amazing is that it came on the heels of one of the worst lumps of his career. Sean explains what he did to bounce back. We hope you enjoy the show, and please check us out at GameChangeNation.com or on one of our social media pages. Sean, you had what could be argued the greatest hitting performance in a single game in the history of Major League Baseball. I mean, it really could be argued. You hit four home runs, a single and a double, six for six, unbelievable day. Do you remember what was kind of going through your mind that day? You mean maybe as you were coming to the ballpark or through the process of all these all these unbelievable home runs and hits or like Where was your mind at during this during this game?
0: Yeah, as the game went on my mind got more and more still and I've had some stretches of When I was playing where I would get in some good zones and, and all that but this was different in the sense that I really felt like I was a passenger like I was almost observing from the outside what was happening and what was different, I think, about this day than some other hot streaks that I had was I didn't let the anxiety of being in such a, a good place get in the way. A lot of times, you're like, oh, I feel so good. I don't want to blow it and, and waste this moment. Because in, in the course of a season, really, it's like the stock market. It's like a few great days make your season. And, and so that day, I was just so settled
2: in. And just I felt like I was just along for a ride. But, but you had had some uh, challenges, right? hitting challenges leading kind of leading up to that moment. And how how did how did you work through those? Yeah, you were in a pretty
1: bad slump, weren't you? I
0: was. Yeah, and so I had the year before I had uh, I set the team record with 49 home runs. So it was, I had a big year and the expectations were really high I had a big contract coming over uh, I was in the entering the third year of this contract and um, I got off to a super slow start. About a quarter of the way through the season, I had three home runs. So you do the math. I was on pace for 12 or 13 home runs after hitting 49. Wow. Yeah. And uh, that homestand before we left and went to Milwaukee where that game was, I, uh, I was getting booed by the home crowd for the first time. And I was I it was 0 for 18. That Saturday, the manager's like, hey, take the day off. You just need to clear your head. And I was the guy who wanted to play every day. So I, that was a, kind of a big deal. Sounds like no big deal. Like, oh, you get a day off. but. Um, that was that was a big deal and so I, I kind of you know, just worked in the cage got my head, right and And the struck out my first couple times on Sunday So I was struggling and that last bat I, I hit a double so the work that I was doing it fine I was trying to slow everything down not stride as much and mechanically. That's not to get into too much detail but it, like slow things down and, and then I was happy to go on the road and put on the gray uniform and not hear the home crowd because you expect on the road But at home you don't yeah, want to hear the boots yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah, and so then that first game in Milwaukee I hit two home runs. Okay, so I'm, all right, I'm starting to feel it You know and and the next day I hit a triple and scored and we won one nothing and so okay now I'm starting to get back in the rhythm and And then that day game You know the we we're facing a lefty so it's always a little tougher as a left-handed hitter um, first at bat I got, you know, full count and just kind of squeaked a, a ground ball down the line for, for a double and it's always nice to get that first hit, you know, it kind of relaxes you. Then the next at bat I, I hit a home run and, and now I'm say like, okay, now I'm totally relaxed and at that point things just, you know, I just sort of felt like I was, you know, getting kind of taken away and, and on, along for a ride and new pitcher came in, hit a home run um, to right center field and, uh, and as you have more success, particularly as a hitter, it sort of dictates how they're gonna pitch you the next at bat. So I kind of knew, okay, now they're gonna go away from me. So I get a fastball away, I hit out to left field. So it, it kind of just kept building. And then, then now I have three home runs, um, a, a double, and, uh, and a new pitcher comes in. And so now I'm trying to hit a fourth home run at this point. And he's We're trying always- to. Trying to, oh yeah, yeah, trying to. Um, and so he throws me a fastball really low, and it's probably the hardest ball I hit the whole day. But it was I, it, I couldn't get it up in the air, so it was a line drive base hit up the middle. Um, Isn't and then,
1: that ironic that your best hit of the day was the single? It is ironic. <laughs> it's very ironic. Um,
0: but then uh, the manager said to me, I, you know, hey, go ahead and shower up, you know, and come out of the game. I said, well, you know, if a couple guys get on, I might get a chance. For another at bat, which usually, you know, you want to take your five for five with three home runs and just no kidding. Yeah, yeah, not and yeah. not worry about it. Put it in not, the not bank and just yeah, yeah, I wanna mess a strikeout or right. something right. Like that, No, right. Right. it to right? walk out on top. to walk out on top. and so then sure enough, uh, with two outs, Adrian Beltre, who's future Hall of Famer, hits a it's a home run, and I get another at bat against the same guy, hit the single. And uh, you know, at this point I'm just trying to get a pitch that I could that I could handle and hit in the air and, and he, I think it was like a one one pitch and and I, I hit it really well. Kind of a funny little side story is, they had a promotion at that time where if a fan picks one player to hit for the cycle that day, they win a million dollars. Wow. And we didn't, know, we didn't know anything about this because we're just playing the game. And it could yeah. even be yeah. an opposing what?
1: team player? No, it has to be on the uh, Dodgers, home right? Team.
0: So some lady picked me that day, Oh. And so if I miss home play, if I know about this and miss home play, some lady would have won a million dollars because I had three home runs, oh. a single and double, and that would have been a triple. triple. You, yeah. yeah, you still get the triple. Oh, man. Yeah, so I'm happy I didn't know because that would have made, uh, made for a tough decision. But um, yeah. but then what's crazy is that we go to Arizona the next day, and the first pitch I saw off Kurt Schilling, I hit a home run and had two more hits, and then the next day I had two more home runs. So it was like oh. going from... 0 for 18 and hitting 230, really struggling to having this crazy week where mm. everything was lined up.
1: So you one. mentioned, I'm, I'm sorry, Paul, do you mind? Just, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You mentioned that you that that when you're on a positive streak, there's a little pressure that comes with that as well because now you don't want to you don't want to mess it up. You want to keep it rolling. So what was different this time? How were you able to stay in that flow state or whatever you want to call it, where you just continue to have success rather than trying to overthink it and you know get get ahead of yourself
0: yeah I mean that that's a good question i I eventually I did come out of it it just lasted a little bit longer but um you know i don't I really don't have a great answer why that time compared to some other times but um I think I just was very conscious of that happening and just like just you know do breathing I was in a meditation and like just kind of you know take everything slow and just trying to slow things down slow things down and not not think as much about the results and um, and then you know what happens, especially as a hitter, is all of a sudden this like you start hitting some home runs. This front shoulder it starts to go faster, faster, and then then you're in trouble, right? So I was just trying, okay, just stay in the middle of the field. Don't try to start you know getting too you know too jumpy up there because you're feeling good. And, and so it's it it's constantly that experience talking to you, saying
2: slow down. So that's down. the observer talking to you, right? Exactly, exactly in your in your mind. It, but it's all good stuff because. A lot of times for athletes, it's like, make sure you don't do this. And you know, whatever you do, don't ground out. And we need the a negative, right? It's so all the negative stuff right. that we all deal with as human beings. Yeah. But I know, especially as athletes, you know, um, whatever you do, don't go don't go throw an interception out there. You right. know, as a quarterback, maybe, yeah. don't to talk to me about that. <laughs> right. right? So what are the coaches, what are the managers, what are player what what do you guys talk about before you go who was talking to you while this was going on yeah
1: yeah that's a good question because if it's a no hitter everybody's just gonna get away from you was yeah. it similar to that or not because is it is it a different cultural thing and
0: yeah no I, I think when you get really hot people don't they don't want to mess with you i mean one other little side thing there's a few other little side things but one other side thing was my favorite hitting coach that i would had was the hitting coach for milwaukee so, and it was, it was Gary Matthews, the Sarge, you know, he always give, when he played for the Cubs, he always give the salute, they called him Sarge. And, you know, just, just seeing him, saying hi, giving him a hug, and, you know, when I was struggling, it was just nice to have that, because I had played two years in Toronto with him and had, you know, my two best years, right, at that point. So just to see him, and, and then as I'm rounding third base, you know, I'm running right towards their dugout and he's there <laughs> and he gives me this whole thing.
2: So it was cool, it was and I, cool. So, I, so I think, cool. yeah. But, that had to give you a lot of confidence because it's kind of an energetic thing, just being around being around him. And he yeah. was around you when you were performing so well and just yeah, feeling I mean, that. So he was a guy,
0: and there's always, and you know, as an athlete, there's certain coaches throughout your career that believe in you so much that it lifts you up. Like you just know, like I know this, him and like certain managers you know, they want you in there every day. And they're like, you know, they're putting you in ink on the lineup. And if you're hurt or something, they're devastated, you know, so you, you have, and he was like one of those guys that just thought I was the greatest. And, and having him, I think um, just, just being around him was, was helpful for me knowing that um, what he thought of me and also kind of not wanting to, as much as I was struggling at that time, not wanting to go in there and, and, you know, disappoint him. Cause you know, he's like, true. He's telling everyone, all this guy's, you know, watch out for this guy and I, think, and I don't wanna let him down.
2: But belief and having that validation of belief in yourself from another is really, we talk about that um, yeah. often about uh, everyone wants love.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: We do it in the way of you know, mentor, support, encouragement, and so uh, even though you're, you're having challenges, right, and getting booed at home, uh, being around that in a different setting had something to do with you flipping, maybe, and staying in that space.
0: Yeah, I don't know, whatever it is, you can call it different things, um, whatever kind of energy, but it, it is, it's like a little shift. And, and you know, for me, just, he's kind of the right person to be there at the right time. And, you know, he's still rooting for his team to win, so it's not like, he, but, you know, he's. Right,
1: right,
2: you but know,
0: he's your guy. He's my guy, yes yeah. you know, yeah. I'm sure he was thrilled to experience that, totally. even to be on the other side.
1: So as you're going through the slump, though, how do you how do you manage that part of it? because so, we're talking about the day you hit the four home runs, but you had a rough stretch right before then So how do you keep yourself from becoming too despondent and continuing to have that belief in yourself when things aren't going well?
0: Yeah, and I had a lot of slumps before that and after that. So I mean, it's it's that's part of the deal it's, right It's part and, of life, right? Yeah, and at that point, I, you know, I was my first full season was 95. So, you know, I had, uh, this is, I'm like eight years in at this point. Mm-hmm. So I've had enough ups and downs to to know that it's it's really just about just grinding through the process. And I think the more times you fall down and get back up, the more times, you the more you know when you are down that hey, you know, this isn't gonna last forever. And on the flip side, you know, I knew when I was super hot that I wasn't going, that wasn't gonna last forever, right? Mm-hmm. So. You know, I kind of compare it, and I'm not a surfer, but I think it's like surfing, is like the waves come and you just have to be prepared, so that when you get the wave, you, you can ride it, right? right? And if you're like two in your head and like, you know, a wreck, then the wave's gonna come, you're just, you're just gonna get tumbled by it because right. you're not, you know, in a place. But, um, so that's why, for me, the process is so important. It's just like, okay, if I'm in this play, I, I do my tea work every day, I do this every day, and. You know, maybe I I alter it a little bit and add some things when I need to change my swing or whatever. But um, this stuff is sacred, and not only for the physical side of it, but also just for the the mental and the spiritual side of of doing
2: this every day. Yeah, uh, baseball players <laughs> are so superstitious. I I roomed with one when I was in uh, at SC. uh guy named Rob Hurdle, who also played uh, played football, so superstition play into that that. Part of the process, meaning, not in a negative term, uh, but just doing things the same way because you know that this is positive for you and this is will reinforce you to, and build belief for you to have a good day, good outing.
0: Yeah, I think there's definitely superstition, but it's I think it's more than that. I think it's baseball is every day, right? So right. I think it's a lot of it too is is just kind of, I, I, I compare it to like a triangle. So you get to the stadium, and you want to be like mentally here. And then as you get to seven o'clock, each thing you do is sort of narrowing the focus. And then by the time seven o'clock, boom, I'm ready to go. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I see it. So, you know, getting dressed at the same time, you know, maybe going to the batting cage with, you know, my shirt untucked and just my pants on was part of it. And then it's like, okay, now it's batting practice, I'm gonna put my pullover. So even like little cues or whatever that seems stupid, you know, maybe what you're wearing or even, I had, for a while I used, uh, in Toronto, I used a a black bat against left-handed pitchers and uh, an ash-colored bat against right-hand pitchers because I wanted to have a different mindset. So I wanted to go up there and feel like a different, like this is my left-handed mindset. This is my right-handed mindset. Really interesting. Yeah, so I I feel like certain cues are important and that's how I viewed, you know, whether, even if you're playing cards with your buddies after hitting the cage, before that, like that's part of just getting into that, It's the process, right? You mentioned process,
1: process. so there's, and that's we we talk about that in our book, um, trusting the process. And Kobe Bryant's the the the, the example we set for, after he had a disastrous game as a rookie, he just went back to work, and he didn't even at 19 years old, he didn't let it get him down because he knew that he was a great shooter, and that the next time he went on the court, it would it would be fine. But you gotta do the work to get that confidence so that you can, that's where the, that's where the self-belief comes you from. Go you go back to work. Yeah, you go back, you go back, to, back work to work and, and
2: yeah. do what you do. Doing what you know will get you to where you wanna be.
0: Exactly, and that's what being a veteran is, really. I mean, it's like,
2: as a rookie, you know, a rookie's gonna go out
0: there and go four for four and do all these things. It's, I mean, it's, you're gonna have great success, but it's what's gonna happen when you struggle, right? I mean, what's gonna happen when you throw the interception yeah. and lose the game? Like, what, so it's like, you do that and you say, okay, you know, I made an error, we lost the game, done that before and I'm gonna have some times where I'm getting carried off the field. So, I mean, that's just just the way it is. So I think, and it's also kind of muted, I think, my highs and lows just in general you know, life because in baseball, it's like survival is you have to be able to just stay like this. And I I think it sort of, maybe part of it is how I was built coming in, but I think
2: even more so now, I'm I'm super, like pretty super even keel. So when you throw the pick, and I'll take me for example, which I did that quite a bit in Cleveland, um, and you come off the field, and you, know, you work to get better all week, and you enter the next game in a similar situation, converting now to baseball, w- what do you do to change the narrative, to change the outcome? What are you doing? Just you mean in that in, same game? Yeah, type thing. different different game. Like the next week. Yeah. Like so, you're in the same set. So let's just say you know you got bases loaded and you're and you're up and uh, you need you need you need to uh, to hit to win the game and, and you ground out. Yeah. Game over. yes Now you get the same situation the next week. I'm just kind of mindset and you just go back to doing that routine of what you always do. How do you not the, keep the the negative talk out of your mind in that moment before you're walking out? To get to the batter's box. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's easy to simplify it and say,
0: you know, oh, I just do this, but it's like it's it's a constant battle. Like there's, yeah, you know, you're gonna have those negative thoughts come in, and you're yeah. gonna you're gonna fail sometimes, or you know, things are gonna happen. So it's not like I figured it out, and then for the rest of my career, I was cured of that. So I, I think it's it, if you learn, if there's things to learn from, you learn from If it's like, hey, the guy, sometimes you gotta say, you know what, the guy made great pitches, like. Right. There's every, in baseball, you know, every single play, every pitch, there's a winner and a loser, right? So, and, it, yeah. right? It's not, sometimes you gotta tip your, ha- tip your cap and say, you know what, that guy had some nasty stuff and, and he yeah. struck me out. Or, but if it's like, okay, hey, I went up there and, you know, I was, you know, too anxious and, and swung at a bad pitch, the so next time, okay, maybe I need to be more selective in the situation, right? Because sometimes you get in those key situations and you want to like, you want to hurry up and go, right? And and hit the first
2: pitch. That's that's close. And it's like, okay, that's not the right way to do it. But you play you you play golf, I know, and I play golf, and he doesn't play golf. But you know, I'm getting smart enough to know when I've got a negative thought, when I'm over the putt or whatever. Step away, yeah. reset, and I see you guys in the batter's box. Yeah, do you do that, step
1: you do that when you're stepping out of the box? Is that part of that? It's just kind of reset. So the game you know, too? I
2: had a, I had an interesting little trick I did that I think was
0: somewhat unique to me, but. I, and I saw some other teammates do similar things, but a good friend of mine, Carl Stogato, who, you know, borderline Hall of Fame type career, I'm really close to the Hall of Fame. He, uh, we used to call it the little man on our shoulder, that would be talking. But what I would do if I had too much of that, and I, I would step out and I'd hit my cleats really hard, and I did it because I wanted to get into my body. So my thought was, okay, you have your attention, and my attention is often, all of our attention's on our thoughts, right? So you get, go off in these tangents, whatever. And so when that little man in the shoulder's talking to me and saying, oh, here comes this pitch or swing or this guy's, whatever he's saying, then it's like, okay, hit my cleats real hard. Now I feel my feet kind of vibrating because it's really easy to go up there. Nowadays, even more so in baseball, there's so much analytics. So it's like, okay, this guy throws 72% fastballs and a one-one count. And, the, and so guys I think are up there and they can't even be in that right zip flow state because they're thinking too much.
1: Hey guys, thanks for listening to Through the Tunnel. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review it. It'll really help others who love sports and the lessons they provide to find the show and together create Game Change Nation, a community that is dedicated to lifting each other up. Also, we'd love to hear your stories, so please visit GameChangeNation.com or any of our social media pages to give us your take on sports and life. And finally, check out our book, Through the Tunnel, which is now available on Amazon. Thanks again for listening and have an awesome day.